I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is more impressive? The streak the Kansas City Chiefs are riding right now. Five consecutive AFC Championship appearances. All of which they've hosted, by the way. All five games have been at Arrowhead Stadium. So is we know that's impressive. Is it a record? No, that belongs to the Patriots. Eight consecutive AFC championship appearances. But the Chiefs right now are tied for third longest. If you include the Cleveland Browns, which the NFL does for purposes of its records, though it was pre-Super Bowl era. Five in a row in the AFC championship game, or it's not official yet. Unofficially, we can say unofficially, the Astros are knocking on the door of seven consecutive ALCSs. I hate saying it like that. I just, I have a thing about pluralizing the S's. ALCS appearances sound so much better. What do you think, Jay? Football, baseball, five versus seven. If the Astros get there, I guess we don't count our twins before they hatch, but... If they get there. I have to go with the football. The seven's incredible. There's no taking anything away from that. I mean, Even though they were cheating for part of it? Well, I guess there's a little taking away from that. <laughs> 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 no, but football, I just think for me, because it's just the turnover of the teams year after year. It's just we see a different, what is it, half the playoff teams usually turn over yes, in the NFL. seven of the 14, yep. So to go five straight AFC championship games, any championship game is is unbelievable in football for me. That, I'll go football. All right, so then the Patriots, who have the record at eight, can you see if the Chiefs approached that and actually got to the point where they were on like eight straight? That would be pfft, something I never thought we'd see again. But you got to be impressed. Whether or not you love the Astros, and I realize that's a very small cross-section of the audience that loves the Astros. The Astros have definitely become among those public enemies, maybe even public enemy number one in sports. Because... They And they don't have all the same guys that they had in 2017 either when they won the World Series. They've had some sizable turnover, not to mention the general manager and the manager of the team were both ousted because of the cheating. Uh, their bench coach, he'd already moved on to Boston, um, but Alex Cora, he was gone. Carlos Beltran, he briefly was the manager of the Mets for he paid dearly with it. But yeah, they not only turned over their entire managerial and coaching staff, but they also have turned over a lot of the players. 
You've got a few that are left over. I, what was it last year? Five, six guys. If you want to Google that, you uh, remind me or see if you can find it. Um, Astros left from the 17 World Series. I believe it might have been five. Don't quote me on that. Now Justin Verlander has returned, so I guess he counts. He, counts, yeah. <laughs> he does count. But, yeah, we're talking about Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman. Of course, Justin Verlander, he's part of that. Uh, Yuli Gurriel. Yuli Gurriel, to be sure. Is McCullers still on the team? Lance McCullers? No, he right? is, is it? I'm not sure. I thought Lance McCullers was, but I thought he was hurt. Uh, you know what? We're, we're going to have to go check that. Anyway, there can't be more than five or six. I feel like that's it. That's somewhere in the neighborhood. McCullers is still there. But hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So here are the Astros. One win away. And the formula is not that different. It really isn't. We see what they've... They did lose game two to the Twins at Minute Maid Park. But for them... It's about using their their pop and their power, certainly jumping on pitchers. They they stress out opposing pitchers because of how challenging that, that lineup is from top to bottom. I actually looked up the age of Jose Abreu. Abreu. Guy's 36, and he's got two home runs in their game three win in target field. So even as we play, this is coming from the ninth inning. I mostly want you to hear this behind Robert Ford, the voice of the Astros, how quiet it is. I likened it to the food court at the mall, but I honestly think a Saturday at the mall with teenagers in the food court is louder than it was at Target Field at the end. 2-2. And Alvarez belts it to right. Pretty deep going back. Kepler on the warning track looking up. See you later. A high majestic shot by Jordan Alvarez, his fourth home run of the series. And it is 7-1 Astros. 1-0. And that is hammered deep to left field. Kiss it goodbye. Second home run of the day for Jose Abreu. This one's a two-run shot. He's driven in five. Astros' lead is 9-1. It's great. Um, Altuve put together a good at-bat, a two-strike hit. And then Jordan and Tucker both reached. And after that, um, Abreu put a great swing on a ball and got us off to a good start. Yeah, Jose Abreu, a three-run homer for Houston in what was a four-run first inning against Sonny Gray. And once they piled on, I don't want to say it's impossible to come back because it's not. Nothing's ever impossible. But Christian Javier, he lasted through five. Uh, He didn't give up any runs, though, got to give him credit because he walked the bases loaded in the fifth inning, and then was able to come back and strike out the last two guys that he faced. So he worked himself into a jam, but got himself out of a jam as well. I mean, Jordan Alvarez, he pummels. He pulverizes baseballs. It's almost unfair. Uh, he, it's like, Sometimes I feel like he clubs the baseball. Or forget his swing is pure power, of course. But it just feels like he's got a personal vendetta against the baseball. Uh, fourth home run in three games for Alvarez. And now you've got the Astros kind of flexing their muscles, and and this is what they do. And it's another reason why fans can't stay in them because even though there's only a handful of guys left, what do we say, five, six, right, five, the guys that are left will not apologize. They will not apologize. They do not believe that in 2017 they were the only team that was cheating, the only team that was using illegal means to communicate signs. I don't know anybody else was banging trash cans, but regardless, they're not apologetic. And even though a lot of the the roster has turned over, the guys who've come in, 
And Dusty Baker allows them to be who they are. It's why so many players love him because, and he really does translate. He's a lifer, but he's also a, a, a player's manager. He allows them to be who they are. He's not trying to make them cut their hair and walk a certain way and only listen to certain music in the clubhouse and blah, blah, blah. Did I hear they were listening to Creed in the club? That's right. <laughs> why? It's a great question. Okay. Anyway, maybe that that can't possibly be Dusty Baker. But anyway, I mean, he just allows them to be who they are. And Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman, they set the tone. They're brash and they're bold and they are unapologetic. And I mean, Bregman has been annoying people with his celebrations going back now since he was a rookie. If you don't like him, you're going to have to beat him. And that's going to be a tough out. They are a tough out and are now one win away from their seventh consecutive ALCS. Of course, Carlos Correa is on the other side, and he certainly understands what it means to be in this position. When you go into an elimination game, you know, you got you to gotta be ready to do whatever is possible to, to help the team win. Everybody's available. All the arms are available. And, you know, we, we got to do a better job with people on base if, if we want to stay alive. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do that tomorrow. Abreu showing up at just the right time. Didn't have a good regular season. Uh, didn't have a great batting average. I mean, way below what he's used to in his career. But I suppose they'll take the two home runs in a postseason game. So now the Twins are on the brink. But the Astros, they would have been a tough out anyway. I mean, if they can force this back to Minute Maid Park, I'll take a game five. The Astros are battle-tested, though. And remember, they were pursuing the Rangers for a good portion of the season. So it's not like they were just kind of kicking back Max and relaxing like the Dodgers and the Braves for the last six weeks. No, they were trying to reel in the Rangers, reel in the Rangers. And even after they caught them, well, the Rangers leapfrogged them again. And so it was a battle all the way through. And Astros love the chase. They don't mind being the team with the bullseye on their backs, but they also really enjoy the chase. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, if I didn't answer your question here on the show, ask Amy. Uh, well, then you can find some of the answers later on social. So check it out on both Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> Jay, just got this tweet. Are you ready? Yuli Gurriel plays for the Marlins. <laughs> Wait, it just takes me back to Monday Night Football. When... Uh, when Troy Aikman was was like giving the Rangers their props and <laughs> Joe Buck says to him, I'll give you whatever, 50 bucks. I don't know what he said. If you can, if you can name four Rangers. <laughs> and how many people out there, I started doing it, but how many people out there decided, oh yeah, I'm going to have to name as many Rangers as I possibly can. Yep. Right? Literally went to the whole team. <laughs> I tried to. <laughs> yes, he absolutely did. Okay, so the Astros are one win away. Now you've got the Rangers who felt it. I mean, they felt it. They stewed in it. They stewed over it. The last weekend of the regular season, they dropped three or four to Seattle. They lose the AOS title in a tie break. And we know from Bruce Bochy that it stung. This hurt them. They wanted that division title. However, they have not lost since. And you want to talk about a team that is pounding the ball into submission. And the 1-2 pinch. And that ball is lifted high into the air, deep left field. Hayes is going back. Back onto the track. He looks up. It is gone. 
Adolis Garcia will touch them all. His three-run blast has given Texas a six-to-nothing lead. He knew it the moment he hit it. And here comes Brandon Hyde. Dean Kramer will not make it out of the second inning. The Rangers have put up a five spot here in the second. The call there with Eric Nadell on the Rangers radio network. Yeah, they've had these big blasts that you want to talk about demoralizing. That's what they had done to the Baltimore Orioles and to their pitchers. Uh, And so for the Rangers to hit 21, well, to score 21 runs, to hit a handful of home runs, and to be able to jump on the Orioles every single time, uh, I don't, I'm not one of those people that thinks you need to lose, right? So you hear that sometimes in college basketball. If you got a really good team, oh, they needed to lose. They needed to feel that humiliation and that pain of losing. I don't buy into that all the time. I think you can have a team that understands how hard it is to win and doesn't rest on their laurels, so to speak, and doesn't get comfy and fat and happy. I don't think you need to lose. But I do think that there is value in kind of the the sting and the humiliation of what the Rangers went through at the end of the regular season to understand they're in a precarious position, and they were. They led the AL West for most of the regular season, but at the very end, lost it to the Astros. I mean, talk about having to protect your position, right? Protect your real estate. Uh, and they've gone into this playoff run with a different kind of attitude, a, a reset, if you will. So now they're 5-0, and first playoff game at their new field for them. Right, so that was where the 2020 NLCS and World Series were held. And Corey Seager remembers it well. And now he's setting the tone for the Rangers, who have not lost yet in these playoffs, and get to their first ALCS since 2011. And Bruce Bochy, emotional afterwards. This is why you play the game. This is why I came back. Uh, you know, you have your, your moments, uh, the ups and downs. But, you know, to see... See those players, you know, celebrate. Uh, I couldn't be happier for them, especially the ones that were here last year. You know, that was a tough year for them over the last, you know, two, three years. And uh, and to see their faces and their and the celebration, uh, that's that's what really made it special for me. And of course, front office and ownership. Uh, uh, that's that's the cool thing about this game, and makes it all worthwhile. You know, the getting in at three, four in the morning on some of these trips, and uh, but here, you know, we are celebrating going to the championship series. Bruce Bochy adds an element to this team that they hadn't had. I mean, just a couple of years ago, they lost over a hundred games, and to to bring him back with his equity, his credibility. Certainly his knowledge and his wisdom around the game, but I mean, he's got World Series rings, which means when he walks into a clubhouse, there's instant respect there. And so he's kind of brought that with him, stabilizing force, the leadership to be sure, old dog, and and I do not mean that as a negative, just a, a lifer, a guy who commands instant respect. And so while these Rangers have know, pieces that have come from other teams. As a group, they're kind of going through this together for the first time. And he is that beacon. 
I'm so melodramatic sometimes. I like it. Also, Dustin is angry at us, Jay. Why is that? See, I'm not I'm not gonna apologize for not keeping track of which teams are playing which music in the clubhouses because I don't give a crap. I remembered it incorrectly, obviously. Hey, A Law Radio, do a bit more research before spouting things. It's the Rangers who are playing Creed in the clubhouse. Oh, so God, I got that wrong. <laughs> yes, that fundamental piece of information. I apologize for getting the wrong Texas team. <laughs> it's not music is not my department. <laughs> I do not care. I apologize. I though. try to stay far away from Creed as possible. Try to do a bit more research. <laughs> oh, I don't like. I don't do research. What? Re, what's research exactly? <laughs> I apologize, Dustin. Did I ruin your day? I hope Sorry, I didn't. Dustin. I hope I didn't ruin your day. Jay's gonna play some Creed for you. <laughs> no, let's not get crazy. <laughs> okay. So anyway, the Rangers are on to the ALCS for the first time with their Creed music. I won't ever forget ever again for the first time since 2011. I guarantee they weren't playing Creed back then. So the Orioles are done. 101 wins for the Orioles. And they're done. Swept. Gotta hurt. We'll check in with our favorite Baltimore radio host and voice. Uh, He was at the... No, he wasn't at the... I don't think he took the trip to Texas. I'm going to say no with that. But he was there for the games in Baltimore. He's getting ready for his morning show on our affiliate. And he's going to speak for Orioles fans and for the Orioles themselves. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
ready to go, 0-2. Here it is. Swing and a miss, strike three. And that will do it. It's irony that really hurts. You go the entire season, you go until last May, you had not been swept. And the Orioles are swept in three games in the American League Division Series by the Texas Rangers. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The call on the Baltimore Orioles radio network, and you can hear the 41,000 strong in Arlington behind that call because the Orioles are swept on the road in game three against the Rangers. 21 runs given up by O's pitching. And our next guest put this question on his Twitter almost 24 hours ago. If the O's fall short of the ALCS, was it a successful season? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Rob Long joining us from our Baltimore affiliate, 105.7 The Fan, getting set for his big bad morning show. Rob, will you please answer that question yourself? Uh, I think it was a successful season, definitely. Uh, expectations change, however, Amy. You know that. But you, you go into the season, people expect you to win. Fewer than 81 games because they think you they think you'll take a step back from last year as if last year were a fluke, and and then all of a sudden you look up at the All Star break and and you're right there. So then your expectations change. So although I, I I think it was a successful season, it was a very disappointing ending. What happened? How did they fail to mount a charge against the Rangers? Well, I mean. It, 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 just as a person who's been you know, up close and personal watching this team all year, uh, you start seeing it down the stretch. Uh, if you look down the, down the stretch and going back to Houston, you know, they scored uh, one run. What was it? Uh, one run in Houston and two runs. And then they won a couple of ball games in Cleveland, uh, two to one. They beat the Nats one to nothing. They beat the Boston Red Sox two to nothing. Uh, then they got shut out against Boston. So basically, those runs became scarce down the stretch. And that bit them in the playoffs. That continued in the postseason. They did have the loud outbursts on Sunday at home, but they were trailing big. You know, when teams are up big, you know, they do some things different. Uh, they tend to be a little bit more relaxed. So even though they put up eight runs in a loss on Sunday, what happened to this team is they just stopped scoring runs and stopped hitting. They were the top hit, hitting team of runners in scoring position, but not down the stretch, not the last two weeks of the season. Is it Rangers pitching? Do you think it was experience? I mean, as you point out, this started at the end of the regular season. A couple of the guys mentioned after the, the game, though, that, you know, it's our first time through this. Uh, it's our first experience in the playoffs as a group. A lot of these guys, of course, making their October debuts. Anything you can pinpoint? I think it's a perfect storm. I think it's a little bit of all those things. Rangers pitching showed up. Uh, I can't say it wasn't Rangers pitching when Nate Evaldi all of a sudden could become you know, a top of the line starter. He was he was not that good down the stretch. He did well in the wild card and great last night. So you gotta take some you gotta tip your hat to the Rangers pitching because all of a sudden they became top notch. But I think it also, you know, you throw experience in there as well, uh on top of a team that was struggling offensively to start with when the postseason began. So I think it was a, it was kind of a perfect storm. Rob Long is with us from Baltimore, Sports Talk morning host on our affiliate 105.7 The Fan, also host of O's Extra on Mathen. Uh, so how are Orioles fans feeling this morning then? 
you know, well, we'll we'll wait to see. But just by the responses that I saw on 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 social media, you have some who are going to throw dirt just because that's the type of people they are. But I think for the most part, uh, Oriole fans feel optimistic. Uh, you said something about you know the announcers and, and players said you know they'll be back. I think most of the fan base feels that way. You can never predict getting back to the postseason, especially when you have a veteran team because there's a thin line between being a veteran and being old. But when you have a team that your nucleus is is this young, this inexperienced, this was great experience for them, and you feel confident about this team getting back to the postseason, especially, you know, not only just with the opportunity to win the East, but you also have three wild card spots. I feel confident that this is a team that will get back to the postseason and, and, and take this loss. You know, I keep hearing that's eight consecutive postseason losses for the Baltimore Orioles. That started in 2014. Some of these guys in middle school, they have nothing to do with that. <laughs> I think the experience they face this postseason um, um, will, will, will help them out, especially make them hungry. I mean, you know how it is. When you know where the finish line is, Amy, when, when all you've had is 162, it's hard to fathom getting past 162. But now that these guys go into spring training, knowing what it feels like to go beyond that, I think it will create a different sense of hunger from them beginning in spring training where they may have just picked up on that this year halfway through when they start believing they can do it. All right, I want to circle back to the question. It had 630 responses on your Twitter. I don't know how many of those you actually read. But here is Brandon Hyde's response to whether or not 23 is a success. We're supposed to win 76 games. Won 101 when the American League East. Proud of, really proud of our group. Um, they defied all the odds. Nobody gave us a chance. They got, these guys played their butts off for six months. We just, we just didn't play well for these la- these last three, unfortunately. And um, but it's definitely a successful season, and these guys are gonna be really good going forward. So that's the manager's take on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the fans had to say to you. So mixed bag of the of the comments that you were inundated with on Twitter. First of all, he's right. Some of the experts had to win 76 games. I thought that was a joke uh, from the very beginning. I, you know, this team was legit last year. They didn't they didn't sneak up on 83 wins. I thought this team, worst case scenario, was going to be the third wild card team coming into the season. That was my prediction that they'd be a wild card team. So that's 76. He's right. That was a that was a prediction, but that was never my expectations on this team. I thought they were much too good for that. Um, but I, again. From what I didn't read all 600 and some of <laughs> Shame on you. But, but most of them, the feel that I'm getting, I would say at least 80% of the people that I read are saying that, yes, it's a successful season. But I think most agree with me. Success because of the expectations from the beginning. Disappointing because those expectations were raised Changed. based on play over 162. This team became a team that we expected to get to the ALCS. I did. Uh, the hitting was just good. The pitching was good. But so, I think right now we're seeing the, the, the impact of the bullpen. Um, you know, I thought going into the, the, to the trade deadline, you know, people around here were talking about starters, and I said to them, listen, man, you win, you win out of the bullpen in the postseason now. And I thought that was something that they needed to really focus on uh, you know, I come to learn that they, they did focus on that. They just weren't willing to give up the pieces that other teams wanted, and I don't blame them. You know, you you got some studs still <laughs> remaining in the minor leagues. Um, I, I think I'll hold on to some of them before I trade up, trade them off. And uh, they just couldn't put together the pieces that they wanted for a bullpen. 
Fujinami coming over from Oakland just wasn't the answer. He wasn't even on the postseason roster. I think what they have to address in the offseason, especially with Bautista being down with Tommy John surgery, they have got to address that bullpen. No fewer than three legit pieces have to be added to that bullpen uh, for the Baltimore Orioles for next year because that's what it takes to win in the postseason. They briefly had the lead in game number two. So they jumped up with the two runs in the opening frame before the Rangers just opened the floodgates where they have nine in the next couple innings, if I remember correctly. Uh, but yep. what was the atmosphere like at Camden Yards for the return of postseason baseball? Amy, I've, I've, I've been through every stage of Camden Yards from the beginning to the slumps, to the bad teams, back to the playoffs. I've never experienced, not even over the day, I've never experienced what I did, uh, what I experienced on Saturday and Sunday. And I'll tell you why Sunday to me was even more special. When the Rangers were up 9-2, to two, the crowd got louder. They got defiant. Um, they stood, it's almost like they, felt like they felt like they could will their team to win. Um, and I've never experienced that at Camden Yards. Uh, it was just electric. Uh, I was glad. Uh, Masson did not have the broadcast because it's national, but we had pregame, we had postgame. So for the first time, I really got to soak in the crowd and walk around the crowd during the game because I had no in-game responsibilities. And it's just, you know, from the rooftop deck to to Utah Street to to in the club level, it was just it was a buzz throughout the stadium that I've never seen, and I've seen some great moments that I was in the stadium when Delvin Young had the bases loaded double. But I've never seen, i never felt and witnessed nine innings of what I witnessed on Sunday. Mm. Rob Long is with us from Baltimore for just a couple more minutes. You're awake now, right? Can I drop a, a question on you that we've been asking our listeners or throwing out to our listeners? I've been awake since four. Uh, oh, how? Okay, but why? <laughs> because the show starts at six. You can call, call preparation, Amy. Whatever, you could do it the night before, I suppose. <laughs> but between the game, though, you well, I guess it wasn't – wait, shoot, which game was earlier? No, you had the later game last night. Yeah, I did. So did you get any sleep? Uh, I got a nap. A nap, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is what we're asking our listeners to do on this edition of the show. It's not really a question. It's more about fill in the blank. Word association, if you will. But I know you're smart and you're you're already awake, so you're going to be good. When I say Ravens, you say what through week five? Um, no, 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 no thinking. Let's go. Let's go. Inconsistent. inconsistent. Very inconsistent. That's the word I throw in. They, they're, they're inconsistent bunch. Uh, I think game five, week five, was, was their inconsistency on display. Uh, at times, they looked to dominate. At times, they looked that they, had a, they didn't have a clue. Um you know, and some passes were caught, some passes were not caught. This is a very, very yeah, lots of drops. Punch. And and the problem is, Amy, we saw this last year. This is not new. You know, what I mean, you had a huge lead against Buffalo, you lose the game. You had a lead against Miami, you lose the game. This is last year. So I, I think this is a very inconsistent bunch. You don't know what you get from time to time with them from half to half, from quarter to quarter. And and um they've got to develop some kind of continuity. Uh, some kind of some kind of plan. It seems like sometimes they don't have a plan. You go out for fourth and two. Are we going to go for it? Are we not going to go for it? Well, why did you snap the ball? Because I saw the defense move. Well, wasn't it a no-snap situation? You know what I mean? So that, to me, it makes me ask this. Well, what was the plan? And you should never ask 
what was the plan when you're looking at a professional sports team in general. But it's just, you know, that there's just so many things that happened in that that you can look at as a microcosm of where they are right now. Well, and, and to maybe even narrow it down a tad bit more in the fourth quarter on back-to-back possessions, well, the Steelers and then the Ravens, you've got the Ravens recovering what was essentially a fumble on a punt, right? But but it was a Steeler that knocked the ball out of his own teammate's arms. So the Ravens, right. the Ravens get that on a punt return. They get the possession, but then a couple minutes later, Lamar Jackson throws an interception in the end zone on a, yeah. on a ball that probably shouldn't have been a 50-50 ball. It shouldn't have been available for the DB to take it away from. That was from OBJ, right? So that's the type of inconsistency right there in, in the microcosm of a couple of minutes. Absolutely. He's dropping dimes earlier. Some of them were dropped. And then, you know, instead of throwing the ball to the back pylon where either OBJ makes a great catch or it falls and your kicker kicks the field goal, you're right. You throw an interception and all of a sudden now Pittsburgh has the momentum. The Ravens gave Pittsburgh the momentum on so many occasions. And finally, Pittsburgh said, you know what? We're going to take advantage of it and win this game. It's just very, you know, uh, the block punt. You know, we talked about it. We, you know, about my co-host Ed Norris was was screaming bloody murder. <laughs> How do you give up a block punt to the A gap? And I agree with him. You don't give up a block punt to the A gap. You make somebody make a great play coming off the edge. You do not give up a block punt down the A gap. Over the top. <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. All right, well, plenty to talk about. That is the beauty of our business, though. I certainly understand if Orioles fans are feeling a bit muted this morning. Uh, It was a great season. Now they've got a little playoff taste under their belts, and they'll talk about it on 105.7 The Fan. That's Rob Long Sports on Twitter, Rob Long Sports. Big Bad Morning Show host of O's Extra on Masson, one of our BFFs here on the show, and, and clearly awake and ready to tangle. Thank you, Rob. Always good to talk to you. Let's go. Thanks a lot, Amy. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever had a guest get off the air quite like that before. Let's go. Yeah, it is. Uh, I can understand that it would be a mixed reaction with the Orioles. I like what Brandon Hyde had to say, stumping for his team. But there's no way that you don't win 101 games in the regular season, not win a game in the playoffs, and not feel some twinge of disappointment or shoot. Was that all worth it? But yes, it's part of the building process. Rome slash World Series titles weren't built in a day. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Coming up, your choice for TD of the week. And while the NHL may have dropped the puck on its 23-24 season last night, that's actually not the biggest story. In- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The game. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Cut. Touchdown. Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Tom steps. Center zoning into the end zone. Touchdown. The people have spoken, and one score stands above the rest. Here is your TD of the week. The San Francisco 49ers. Here's an end around and a flea flicker. Back to Brock Purdy, takes a shot down the sideline to George Kittle. Kittle all the way to the end zone. Touchdown! San Francisco! With a little razzle-dazzle, reverse flea flicker. They flip it to McCaffrey, he flips it back to Debo. Debo flips it to Purdy, and Purdy drops it to George Kittle down the sideline. Hey, I was a hell of a seventh grade running back. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, running back and defensive end. I had a lot of sacks as well. But uh, yeah, no, it's been a minute. But it's always fun. Been a minute since he had three touchdowns in a game? Or been a minute since he had a touchdown, actually? George Kittle following the game against the Dallas Cowboys. And you know, he incited the wrath of one Micah Parsons by wearing a t shirt with some choice words about those Dallas Cowboys. Kind of a fun feud. I wouldn't say it's a family feud, but I would say it's a fun feud between the Cowboys and the Niners. We can get more of that. The NFL schedulers will randomly arrange it, if you will. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, George saying he's never scored three touchdowns in a single game, and it had been a minute since he scored any touchdowns at all. But perfect timing if you're a Niners fan because... That offense was powerful and potent, and the Cowboys got the brunt of it on Sunday Night Football. It's After Hours on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel, also on Twitter, After Hours CBS, uh, and many of you are weighing in with our word association. Kind of awkward to put up on social media, I readily admit that, but we're asking you to, to fill in the blank, essentially. When I say Vikings, you say what? Well, when I say Vikings right now, I assume a lot of you are saying, Justin Jefferson, no, because that is what they're dealing with. Worst case scenario, he's out at least four games with a strained right hamstring, which means he can't return before week 10. The Vikings are already in dire straits, and Kevin O'Connell, 
trying to make the point, hey, there's so many other targets for Kirk Cousins. We still are really excited about Jordan Addison. KJ Osborne's been ultra consistent. TJ Hawkinson, there's a reason why he's here, and, and, and we'll continue to build things on all downs to keep him involved. And then how does C.J. Ham or Josh Oliver or Johnny Munt or Brandon Powell, um, how do those guys fit in in their complementary roles where um, they can really, really see some premier opportunities? They need to listen to Creed in the locker room. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Yes, those are all professional football players. None of them are number ones. And when you do not have a Justin Jefferson on the field, or forget on the field, when you don't have to game plan for Justin Jefferson in the weeks leading up to the game or the days leading up to the game, it changes everything. The defense doesn't have to worry about JJ. The task becomes that much easier. I would say a hell of a lot easier. He's one of the best playmakers in the league. So as much as you can hold up all of these other dudes, it's not the same. Even if JJ's nothing but a decoy, you have to send a couple of guys with him. You always have to know where he is on the field at all times. He's dangerous. Sometimes we talk about players in hoops. I mean, you can say this in hockey too. But they don't need someone else to set them up. They can create their own scoring opportunities with the basketball. With the puck. When it comes to J.J., obviously, any receiver has to receive the ball from his quarterback or take it as a handoff, yada, yada, if you're Debo Samuel. What do you call himself? A wide back a couple years ago. (laughs) But J.J. can, once he gets that ball or once the ball's coming to him, the body control and the ability to to out-muscle guys or to get them all twisted around. I love the fact that he can... Can win a jump ball contest if he needs to. Stop it. <laughs> just wrong. You just ruined everything I said about Justin Jefferson. I can't, I just, I can't. I I mean, I feel I feel like I might as well just get up and walk out of the studio now. <laughs> Is that because of Creed? <laughs> Are you rubbing in it? Was it our listener friend Dustin? He's so angry about the fact that we got the wrong team. Are you trying to rub his nose in I it? I'll find some way to get Creed in there at some point. Uh, yeah. That might, be the, that might be the only, thank you. That might be the only Creed song I know. Is that bad? Uh, no, that's actually, I'd say well, that's, that's a good thing. But. Name another one. Let me see if I know it. So, uh, My Sacrifice. Oh, I do know that yeah, one. that's another one. There's two. I know two. Uh, there's another one that's like popular. No, uh, it's Give not. me a second. Well, you know. <laughs> I guess we need to hang out in the Rangers clubhouse. Anyway, not having Justin Jefferson, it just changes everything, right? I mean, this is a guy who can, in fact, create scores on his own. Once you give him the football or send the football his direction, he's going to make something happen. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. He's not the only guy who's injured, actually. We've been kind of keeping track of some of the injuries coming out of week number five. We also know that Devon Achan, the Dolphins rookie running back, is now expected to miss multiple weeks with a knee injury. They may put him on IR like Jefferson. They may not. A lot of times they hold out hope that he won't have to miss four weeks. And so if they believe there's any way he can come back before the month is done, well, then they'll save the roster spot for him and not put him on IR. Though Raheem Mostert, I mean, right now, he's one of the top touchdown guys in the NFL, so not a bad backup plan, if you will. I'm using my air quotations. 
and and then Wilson. Who is the guy they brought over from San Francisco? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Wilson. Wilson yeah, right. So he's on the roster too, right? So I think he was hurt. But remember, it was like this, I don't want to say a mass exodus, but a bunch of guys that McDaniel then plucked off of or, or brought over from uh, the Niners, guys that he was familiar with. All right, before we hit the top of the hour, NHL dropped the puck on its season last night. Connor Bedard, Sidney Crosby, same arena. Connor has his first NHL point. It's an assist. But a lot of the hockey world focused on the news coming out of, well, ESPN, although officially Barry Melrose is retiring and stepping away from his responsibilities there after 30 years. Um, You may not know his history, but he was the coach of the L.A. Kings when Wayne Gretzky played for him there, right? So toward the end of Wayne's career. And I don't, do we have time for it, Jay? So we'll maybe get to it on our next, the next edition of the show. But if you haven't seen it, there's a video out there that's been shared all over social media that is narrated by Wayne Gretzky. And now that Barry has been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and is retiring, I mean, you're talking about a half a century of playing and coaching and talking about hockey. And he's a character. He's always been one of those kind of larger than life. I mean, laid back and smooth, um, but the suits, the, the ties, the outfits he would wear at my previous network, I would encounter him a lot in the hallways. We worked a lot of the same hours. He would come on my shows there. He was always he was always prepared for anything you would throw at him. And he could have a conversation about anything in hockey. But what I appreciated most is that he was kind. And he always had a big smile. He loved his job. He loved the game. And we wish him nothing but the best now. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 